Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, why can't I hear you? I don't oh, I know. know. Sorry, you that's don't my love bad. Me? I don't think I've ever done that before. Here you go. How's that? Oh, hi. Great. <laughs> they, they could hear you the whole time, but we could not. Oh, really? And I, I care more about what I can hear. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> this is Fresh Hop Cinema. It's a podcast about craft beer and film out of Chico, California. My name is Max Minardi. And I am Johnny Summers. Hello, humans of Earth. Um, I'm going to get through this intro stuff quickly because, Johnny, you know when we just recorded bonus content, I was very excited to talk about this first beer. And seeing you pour it, I am infinitely more excited. So really quickly, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do that on any social media, pretty much at Fresh Hop Cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support our show for four bucks a month, you can do that on patreon.com by going to patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema. And it's really, really nice of you. And we'd appreciate it. Skidoodly doo doo. That's how you do that. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, man. You okay. did it. Sweet. Oh, freshhopcinema.com. Sure, of course. Our website, which uh, is not at the top of my mind because I haven't updated it in a couple weeks, but I will. <laughs> uh, also, if you want a Fresh Hop Cinema sticker or a koozie uh, or I think that's it, right? A business card? We have business cards. Uh, I got a few of those around. Uh, reach out to us. We can Firm make that handshake. happen. Sure. All day. Yeah. Plenty of those. So, first beer. The first beer. Wait, last thing, I guess. We're covering The Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. In this show, we don't spoil our movie of the week until the end of the show. We'll give you another heads up. But chances are, if you have ever heard of The Fast and Furious, you know kind of how this movie's going to go. But still, if you don't want it spoiled, just make sure to listen for that spoiler alert later in the show. Spoiler alert. I can't alert, say alert. that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> spoiler alert is what it should be called. Spoiler. That's what it, that's my mouth wants to say every time. Splurt. Splurt. Yeah. The splurt. Just listen for the splurt. Yes. In case you want to hear us talk about beer. Yes. That's this now when we do this. Yes. It's going down. I talked about wanting to do this beer a while ago, and it has come to fruition. I bought a six-pack, had a couple left over, and thought, you know what? Max would really like this. I'm going to bring them for the show. This this show has paid for me to eat so much popcorn. Yeah. Uh, I'm bringing some beer. So we are going to be drinking Cano Bliss Hazy Edition. This is the second in the series of IPAs called Cano Bliss. The first was a tropical IPA from Oscar Blues Brewing out of Colorado, multiple locations. This hazy IPA is clocking in at 7.2% ABV. Let's see what their website says. Cano Bliss Hazy IPA is brewed with five noteworthy hops. Super Dank Strata. Is that really in the name? No. Okay. They, they, they like bring in their own. All right. That's fine. Aromatic Cashmere. Quirky All Enigma. Right. Wine-like Hallard 2 Blanc, and Peachy Pine Eureka Hops. The lineup was selected based on the individual characteristics of the hops and how those qualities gel to create a dank, rich, freshly dried hop aroma. The unusual pantheon of five primo hop varietals results in a hop-forward beer packed with flavors of peach, nectarine, cantaloupe, and white wine. The effort and innovation it takes to cram this much flavor into a beer is no little thing. Massive hop-driven fruitiness and aroma is the result of a heavy late hop addition during the whirlpool and dry hop stages. This is wild. Yeah? Because, uh, like, looking at it, I didn't think it was going to be anything too nuts. And while you were reading, I was like, all right, guys, we get it. There's a lot of hops. I'm sure it's a little hoppy, um, but probably mostly juicy and hazy and whatever. Uh, not the experience I'm having. Right. This is a hoppy beer. 
totally hoppy. With kind of that nice mellowness that you get from the body of a hazy beer. Mm-hmm. This is good. It's one of my favorite. Ha- I just remember that you've had this a bunch. I don't know why I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> believe you, man. It's exciting to hear you talk about that it. first drink you took, I was like, man, you're taking a big first drink of this. How are you going to taste it? I've been looking forward to drinking yeah. this all Jeez, day. Louise. Okay. So I have two left. I get to drink one tonight. Yeah, I, I killed a whole, well, most of this. I shared it Friday night. Mm-hmm. Mr. Duran came over. Brandon. Shout, shout out. out. He had some beer for us, which we'll actually be doing later in the show. Love it. This is what a good tie-in. Sneak peek. Yeah. But yeah, me and him and Shalena hung out and caught up and had a few beers. We heard about his recent trip to Texas. That was fun. Yeah. I actually haven't heard about that yet. And I'd been talking this beer up to him for a while, so I figured I'd I'd go snag a six-pack. Yeah. It's like $9.99 at Spikes. Great price for a six-pack of this beer. Cannot beat Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Especially because it was Did you say $9.99? Yeah. That's great. Such a good price. Yeah. Uh, especially for the the quality of liquid it is, mm-hmm. um, and it was canned what seven July fifth. So seven we're, we're one month, one month away, or it's the fifth for us today. So one month, one whole to, month to two, the day. Yeah, this beer is a month old. Yeah, which if you know anything about hazy or hoppy beers, yep. that's well within the prime drinking age, which is ideal. Yeah, um, along those lines, Nick Land, friend of the show, um, I guess shout out as well. There uh, said that he's been saving up. Um, Nick, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was uh, once every release of Hazy Little Thing from Sierra Nevada, and he wanted to save up six of them and, and do a thing with us where we actually try to taste uh, oh, what they, falls off. No kidding. As I think that'd be really fascinating because we're always talking about like the fresher the IPA, the better. Um, and I don't think I could pick out the difference between a week old and a month old, but I could tell you the difference between a month and seven months. I bet you I could. Between a week and a month? Yep. Well, that's the perfect experiment to figure that out. I'm stoked on that. That's yeah. a real exa- real test of the, uh, the Cicerone certification. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So very good. This is very good. I'm a big fan. Yeah. You are too. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to rate it already? Well, that's a little aggressive. I know. I want to talk about it a little bit okay, more. Okay, let's talk about it more then. Uh, this is a beer that I think if you don't like hazies or more into just solid traditional IPAs, you will really love because it is... Uh, super hop forward. As you may have heard me speak about in the past, I'm really tired of the orange juiciness. I want the hop profile in a in a hazy. I want that punch, and I feel like this beer is perfectly balanced. It delivers mm-hmm. that everything I want out of the hoppiness and everything I want out of a hazy beer, and it finishes a little dry and a little hoppy, and it just it leaves you wanting to drink more of it. Uh, yeah. It's super crushable. It doesn't taste like 7.2%. No, it, it doesn't, it right? It drinks so smooth, and they're not joking when they say that the quality of the hops is truly impressive. Like, it's yeah. it's a feat. They picked a really interesting combination of five hops. Some I'm not familiar with much at all. Uh, a couple I've never had. So yeah, I've never heard of a cashmere hop. I haven't either. Or the, the But it's fun to say. Hallertau Blanc? Yeah. That's how I would say that? Yeah. Hallertau. Hallertau. Yeah. I would say A-T-A-U is Tau. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. You know? But yeah, the uh, I've had Strata. Mm-hmm. We've had remember the beer called Strata. Yeah, uh, from somewhere in Oregon. Oh, I almost had it too. Oh well, it's not Bend Brewing. No, is it worthy. It's worthy. Yeah, yeah it was worthy. Strata. That nice. was a great beer. That was a really good beer. Kind of reminds me of this one. It had that just mm-hmm. earthy, fruity. Yeah, I always start to think when they list this many hops, um, like I feel like the first one is always the most prominent in, in almost every occasion that I remember seeing hops lined up like this. It's possible, but. Some of these, I mean, it depends on what ratios they use, too, because some of these hops, I mean, if something's super strong, like the Eureka might have right. taken over if they used more of it. 
But yeah, they struck a really nice balance here. I yeah. am a huge fan. Same. Is there anything wrong with this beer? I not I think I think it would just be getting into personal preferences. Um because I think uh as the actual making of this beer went, it's as good as it could be. I think it's exactly what it tried to be. Um it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not my favorite beer. Yeah. But it's really good. Yeah, I think that's kind of my my always my distinguishing point between greatness and goodness mm-hmm. is that there's just got to be that the wow factor, which sounds very cliche, but it's true. I think when you taste a beer and it's like, this is the best, mm-hmm. uh, you got to save your tens for that. Yep. So this is a this is a nine for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. This beer is a, a solid nine three. Nice. I would say this is probably, and there this is debatable, but I'd say this is at least top three. Commercially mass produced and distributed hazy six pack twelve ounce that you can get on the market right now. It's so tricky because it doesn't exactly satisfy. Because if I was going in wanting uh, a not so hoppy one, yeah, this wouldn't be it. Which I think is the only danger of branding it the way they are because mm-hmm. it looks like a hazy IPA because it says hazy IPA. Um, so I think as long as you know going into this that it's a hop forward hazy IPA, you're in good hands. Yeah, but, but some people might be bummed. Eh, I don't think you need to specify that it's hop forward if it says IPA on the can. I think people have gotten conditioned yeah. to possible misbranding and misrepresentation of the the title IPA. I think a lot of hazy beers that call themselves IPA that taste nothing like an IPA and mm-hmm. mean none of the tasting notes maybe shouldn't even be called that. Yeah, but enough people are doing it now where it's become part of the culture. Like that's just what that is. Is that now. like uh, truth by repetition? Yeah. <laughs> right. So now you have to you have to contend with both of these ideologies, whereas one is a very hop forward traditional IPA, West Coast versus East Coast, essentially. Yeah. I feel like you can't really say that this beer is mislabeled. I think it's just, you know, it's a hazy no, IPA. No, I think and technically it, speaking, it's totally labeled, but people's expectations will be for a juicy IPA with maybe a little bit more of a mellow bite. Right. And this is not a mellow bite. This is like, hey, what's up? Hot. Mm-hmm. Boom. And for me, this is the perfect. It's great. It's one of the most totally. perfect. So I personally, for me, yeah, you know, like I said, that's why it's arguable. Uh, debate me, find me, catch me outside. Yeah, um, I can't think of many better six packs that I mm-hmm. could go out and buy right now. Right, Especially, and that's that's really cool about this too. That's a very nice factor. Availability, price point, quality of the liquid. I mean. Hard to beat. It's real hard to beat. It scores incredibly high. It's you, one of the best on the market right now. You said now. you got it at Spikes? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Oscar Blues is pretty well distributed at oh, this yeah. point. You can it's, find this probably anywhere if you're in like Colorado. They probably distribute east of Colorado too. So oh yeah, this is probably available they're, wherever you're hearing I this. I think they're global now. I'm pretty sure they just opened oh. up an East Coast facility too. Cool. I want to say they're in one of the Carolinas with uh, Sierra. Oh, nice. So yeah, it's it's out. they out there. As so the kids yeah, say. that's a great opportunity to try this beer and let us know what you think. Totally, we love feedback. Sometimes we get beers and it's like, no, you'll never get this. This was from a a man that took his cart with his mule up a mountain and gave it to a pigeon to carry to us. Exactly, like we received this beer yeah. via Falcon, and we'll talk about it. And then it's like, all right, if you guys have, oh, you're just kidding, you're never gonna try this. Sorry, peasants. Uh, but this is a really cool time to not have that be the case because it's really nice to hear people's feedback all yeah. the time. I think we should maybe bring some of this to that. That thing we have coming up, yeah, that some people know about and some people don't, because not everyone's in Patreon. Yeah, but if you are, yes, yeah, you, let's let's grab it. Let's I'm making note of that too. Yeah, we should uh, bring this and and toss it around. We'll share this at our at our upcoming event. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, bring. But yes, if you're within reach of our ears and have access to this beer, 
it would be fun for you to comment on our Instagram or Facebook because we're going to be sharing all this yes. episode stuff. Chime in. Let us know what you think of this beer. Let me know personally, yep. me, yep. what you think is better in a six-pack. I challenge you. You mean you're saying what six-pack is better? Like what's what if, what's what? better in a six-pack? Whatever. What okay. beer is better in a six-pack right. that you can just go okay, get? Okay, seriously. I challenge you. Yeah. Bring it. Bring the heat. I will tell moderate. Me, tell me I'll what's just, better. Yeah. And then I'll drink it. Yeah. And, and then everybody you, wins. Well, yeah. Because I'll get more beer. And then if they're right, hey, I learned <laughs> it's something. It's a good day. If they're not, then I'm right. And I drink more beer. Yeah. I can't lose. It's the opposite of, you know, the old expressions like never get in a fight with a, or like a, you know, like, don't get in an argument with a, an idiot, essentially. Because like if, if you never, lose. Never get involved with the Sicilian. Yeah. <laughs> when death is what's, on the line. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, if you lose the argument, you've just lost to an idiot. And if you win, you've beaten an idiot. Exactly. Like, that's why I don't yeah. fight old people. Because they're idiots. <laughs> what you're trying to say here? <laughs> no, I got you. Yeah. You beat, yeah. Beat the poop out of an old man literally good for you yeah yeah uh let's move into flick picks yeah shall we let's Th- that was can of bliss hazy ipa version from oscar blues out of parts of colorado get it in you i watched glass it's a movie that came out last year uh 2018 and we didn't do it for the show i don't think because or did it come out this year now i should check i don't know why i don't have my notes in front of me Where's my phone? Where are we? Oh, my God. Where's everything? You just <laughs> mentally imploded. It just, yeah, collapsed. Dude, Glass came out a long time ago. Mm, not, well, yeah. I mean, I think I think last year. No. What? No, that, okay, no, 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 no. Unbreakable came out a long time ago. Yes. And Glass, then, yes. Yeah, okay, right. I'm with you. So I'm that's, with you. That's actually the reason I brought this up. I've actually never seen Unbreakable, but I know the premise. Um, but we did see Split. On yes. the show, which is sort of became the sequel to Unbreakable and tied in this whole universe. Um, and Glass, right? And then Glass was the the after threequel. Okay. Uh, the thrice cool? Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't see it. I didn't. I was sort of torn if I even wanted to see it in theaters. So I didn't end up doing it. But then the other day we were, we being uh, my fiance and I at the video rental store, she saw it. Uh, I had, in my opinion, much better movies in my hand. And she was like, nope. It's like my turn, basically. I was like, okay. And then she never even watched it. And it, I should take it back, actually. Now that this is like a week <laughs> and a half ago. Uh, support local video stores by getting late fees. Yeah, especially all the best because they know Max by name there. Yes, they do. Ask about it. Um. Anyways, I finally watched it. Gianna went out of town. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And I watched it in two sittings. And it was fine. It's. I'm glad we didn't cover it. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Was it better or worse than Split? I liked Split up until the ending. Was it better or worse than Split? It was the same as Split. I liked this up until the ending. Oh, okay. Um, it just, it's the stupid, like, I feel like M. Night Shyamalan, who's the director and writer of this, has sort of this mythology around him um, because of his crazy twist, The Sixth he's, Sense. He's the twist guy. So, like, now it's almost like every movie you see the twist, you see a twist coming, and it's more about what's the twist going to be? How crazy can it get? And I really feel like these last two movies, being Split and uh, Glass, have really doubled down on that. And it's so weird in sort of a post-Marvel cinematic world to be dealing with alternate views on superheroes or mm-hmm. quote-unquote superheroes. Yeah. Um, and you really got to be able to shift your mentality. And I don't think it works super well. And there are people that liked Glass, which is, I don't know who those people are, but I've seen them on the internet. Yeah. Um, like James McAvoy is good in this. He's got the multiple personality thing going. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy comes back as uh, the girl he kidnapped in the first one. Okay. And then Bruce Willis shows up and Samuel L. Jackson is back. So it's, it's like an ensemble. Yeah. So like, that's fun. But other than that, uh, I think if you haven't yet, maybe don't go out of your way to see glass. 
Okay, so it's like the uh, the Avengers of the M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong world. I think that's what it's trying, except they're like anti-heroes kind of, um, except they don't really do superhero stuff on a scale. The whole crux of this movie is there's this uh, the psychiatric uh, doctor uh, played by Sarah Paulson, who's basically trying to convince them they don't have these powers and it's all in their brain and they have a disorder they can work with. Hmm. Um, so instead of the antics of them being going out and like saving cities or getting cats out of trees or whatever superheroes do. It's them talking mostly, mm. which is fine. If the dialogue was more interesting, it would have been a good premise, but yeah, uh, for me, not so much. All right. There so, were some really cool, uh, uses of color and camera work. I'll say that. Okay. And I think James McAvoy was very good. So that's an overall do not recommend. Yeah. I like if it's on TV and you're not really feeling anything in particular, I'd watch it. Sure. So it's, it's one not, of those. It's yeah. Gotcha. If it comes on, yeah, you might you might leave it on in the background. It's a lower echelon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's glass. Those are my thoughts. I got burned out on M. Night Shyamalan mm. a long time ago. Uh the movie Devil. Did he do that? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I saw one preview. Okay. And then I spoke to someone who had seen it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, you'll love it. You gotta see it. And I had seen one trailer. Yeah. I said, The devil was the old lady, huh? Mm. And Spoiler. he's like, Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because like, if you don't know that movie, it's a situational drama, essentially, where people are trapped in an elevator, and the lights keep going out, and people die. Yeah. And then it's like, something's weird. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole movie. And then they're trapped in an elevator with the devil or something. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how they figure that out, but... Well, the old lady grows horns. But before that, do they know that it's no, the devil? No, I don't, okay. I don't yeah. know. Okay. I'm spitballing here. I've never seen it. That's right. Didn't need to. Figured it out from one trailer. Right, and that's the problem with sort of like the twist uh, methodology of writing a movie, is that if the twist is spoiled, there's nothing left. Yeah. Well, and I looked at it and I'm like, okay, who's the least likely right. to do the thing? That's who's doing right. the thing. Right. The end. I had a moment like that the other day. If I think of it, I'll tell you. But I was like, guessed something perfectly. And I was like, inside, like, you're nailed it out. So I was like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a no brainer. Yeah. How did you not see it, peasant? Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, spoiler for a movie from like 2012. Yeah. It's, I think it's older than that. God, do you remember the happening? I never saw the happening. Ugh. But boy, yeah. man, if you just watch Lady in the Water and watch oh, the six yeah. Lady in the Water was so good. I I had more patience for Lady in the Water. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. That I liked that one. And the village was medium. Okay. Is that with Nick Cage? Or am I thinking the of Wicker the, Man? The Wicker You're Man. Thinking was that Wicker also Man. Shyamalan though? No. Uh, that was actually sure? a remake too. Was it? It might have been him. I'm gonna look that up. I don't think it was, but it might have been. But that was a remake from an older movie. Because I, oh, you know why Wicker Man is on my brain? Because a lot of people were comparing it to Midsommar. Yes. Uh, which I, and I haven't seen it, so I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, I've heard the original is better than the Nick Cage version. Oh, really? Yeah, there was uh, one in like the 60s or 70s or something. Yeah, the Nick Cage one was 06 and directed by Neil Lebut. Okay. And the original was 1973. 73. Robin Hardy. Nice. Yeah, that would be fun to revisit if they yeah. ever make a day with like 72 hours in it. Sure. I'll totally have time to do that. Yeah. I think they call that the weekend. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. That's, that's what cool. corporate America wants you to think. You get one one long day off. That's how you... I don't know what I'm saying. That's how you view your vacation. I don't know. <laughs> working for the weekend. You're Everybody's 70... working for yeah. the weekend. Uh, anyways, those are my thoughts on Glass. Those were our thoughts on Candle Bliss. That's my thoughts on M. Nye Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. 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 
What's a? Not a Shama fan. No. Let's say we jump to a break and we come back and talk about some Hobbs and Shaw action. Yeah. Guys, no spoilers, though, okay? <laughs> you know, there's, again, like, we'll, Shut up. we'll talk about twists again, because I think it's like <laughs> this tries to play with some twists, and it's like, why, though? No you know? spoilers. Don't yeah. want to burst your bubble. Yeah. All right. Uh, stick around. When you're thirsty and hungry tired after your last mission saving the world, like Hobbs and Shaw, there's only one place to go in Chico, California, and that's the handlebar. That's right, and can I just say that I love that you tied it in with Hobbs and Shaw, just in case they didn't know? Because, you know what? Not everybody thinks like a superhero, but now maybe you should. Go down to the handlebar. They have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. You get a dollar off draft beers. They have crazy great food, crazy great beers. They have a full list of cocktails now uh, for a while, and they have a great patio. Uh, and they're open all the time. Again, that happy hour is seven days a week, you guys. Four hours a day, four hours of happiness. That's a handlebar and Chico. Save the world and save a dollar off any draft beer. Luke Hobbs and Decker Shaw, we've got unfinished business. Shaw's sister took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half the population, and I want it back. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes my business. This whole thing sounds really dodgy. Look after your sister. Listen, I'll handle it. The only way we survive is working together like a team. Let's do this. Buckle up, fat boy. On my three. One. Ah! <laughs> Woo! Hey, see the look on his face? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's one time. The music's already started. Let's see if we can get him sick. So you guys are being hunted by an army of mercenaries led by a genetically enhanced soldier. Look at me. Black Superman. You're crazy. That was the exciting, titillating edge of your seat trailer mm. for the exciting, titillating edge of your seat movie. Fast and the Furious <laughs> presents Hobbs and Shaw. Directed by David Leach. Leach? Leach? Let's go with Leach. I'd say Leach. Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2 are his credits, and I liked both of those, so... Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, that is weird. He was also an uncredited uh, partial director on John Wick 1, fun okay. fact. Um, well, if you're not credited, does it even count? I think so. I don't think it does. All right. Lawman Luke Hobbs and outcast Deckard Shaw... <laughs> Form an unlikely alliance when a cybergenetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity. So small stakes here with a cast of the following: Dwayne the Rock Johnson plays Hobbs, Jason Statham plays Shaw, Idris Elba plays Black Superman, aka Brixton, and then Vanessa Kirby plays Hattie Shaw. We're gonna go ahead and just spoil this one little twist early. They're related, uh, Jason Statham and Vanessa Kirby. Uh, they're brother and sister. Somehow. They said that in the trailer. So yes. so yes, we talked about whether or not we should spoil it. And then we, it was a short conversation. Yeah, watching the trailer, we're like, oh, well, yeah, that's fine. Right. This came out August 2nd uh, of 2019. It runs two hours and 16 minutes long. They made it with a mere $200 million in their budget. It's rated PG-13. And as of the 4th of August, it's made $60 million, more or less. Can I just say? Yes. 
why on earth was this movie two hours and 16 minutes long? Because of the, because of the whole last act. They had to cram that in. Um, again, we're not really going to spoil it yet. There's, um, there's a lot, uh, there's a, there's, I was gonna say there's a lot going on in this movie, but that is misleading. There's, uh, physically a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. Yes. Um, that is my answer to why it took so long to, uh, end for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I mean, we're on the same page. It felt way too long. Um, I think to some extent we'll both be in agreement about which parts were too long and yeah. which parts could have been trimmed a little bit mm-hmm. or completely, uh, left out. Yeah. But in general, so you, you you guys get the the idea of the plot. It's not rocket surgery. That's what's happening. They're trying to say rocket surgery. Tra- <laughs> I've said that so many times on this podcast, and you just noticed. Is that right? I love that, huh. Mister. I listen back. I listen to you and back, but sometimes I think like you, you know, just thought I was an idiot. Well, do I don't want to try to correct you on everything. Like maybe you know, maybe that's no. a thing you say. I don't know. I do because it's funny, sure. and not many people catch it. Got it. Now that that's out there for the world. Mm-hmm. God. We can edit that if you want me to. No, I'm not going to edit I'm <laughs> against editing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we know the plot of this movie. You've seen The Fast and the Furious. Weren't no. Jason Statham and Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a movie together recently? Wasn't it like The Fate of the Furious or uh, right. Hobbs and Shaw, Jailbirds or um, Hobbs and Shaw, Honeymooners edition? Uh, love boat, something like that. So that would be the opposite of the idea. They they hate each other is the idea. And this is the the ninth movie in the Fast and the Furious sort of franchise. Good. Um, and I don't think I've ever I've seen like maybe the first one. Um, and my knowledge is that these two uh, have been in like one or two of those movies and have had like there's references to that. They've worked together in the past and um, never got along. Um, so this movie doesn't feel for most of it quite Fast and Furious to me because there's not a lot of that like car fetishism stuff yeah. like there's not a ton of that um and it comes down to being like more of like a spy thriller kind of movie i think they stopped doing that like five movies ago yeah maybe i'm pretty sure they did i don't think that's even what those movies are about okay anymore. i don't know i'm pretty sure they're just straight up like action movies now got it so this kind of fits the brand um so yeah we have the 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 context hobbs and shaw trying to save the world idris elba Labels himself as the bad guy the first time we see which him. Which is very funny. Which was. He's like, who? everyone's like, who are you? Bad guy. Bad bad guy. Like, <laughs> all, yeah, almost. I was <laughs> like, like bad guy. That got me. I laughed out loud. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, okay. So he works, or he works, he works for, I guess, kind of. Uh, you say he works for them? He's like an agent of this company, corporation called, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's like a very techie name. It's like true aunt or something. Yeah. Whatever. And he's been modified to be part cyborg and he's very good at stuff. He's yes. got little things in his eyes that tell you how hard the rock's about to punch you and yeah, how to dodge he's it. He's got a heads-up display in, much. installed in his eyeballs. What did I think of this movie? Yeah. Well, there was a lot I didn't like. Um, this movie was about as pop-culturally um, saturated and saccharine. It was like drinking Coca-Cola dipped in Pop Rocks in your eyes. Yeah. Um, it was almost masturbatory with the amount of action and straight up just muscle flexing in it. Um, yeah, very just narcissistic in its own physicality. It was really, I mean, it's exactly what you expect it to be and nothing more and nothing less. Like, I think if you've seen the trailers, you get a perfect idea of what you're in for. It's not a film. It's an action movie. Uh, it's going to be silly. It's going to be tongue-in-cheek. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's going to say some really catchy stuff. He's going to make some bad jokes. 
Uh, I did like some of the cameos in this movie. There's a sudden appearance by a, a oh. well-known comedian. That was fun. That cracked me up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. There were very enjoyable parts of this movie. Um, you have to not only suspend your disbelief, but your uh, intelligent sense of humor. You have to be in the mood for a certain brand of film, which if you were an endorser of the Fast and the Furious movies or silly action movies in general, that you you, you know that they're not going to take themselves too seriously or they're going to take themselves so seriously you can't take it seriously. Uh, that's a fine balancing act that silly action movies do. Um, this had everything. It had explosions and chases and motorcycles. Random and, shots of women's butt in a club. Yeah. For no reason. For no reason. I don't explain to Do you remember why they were even in that club? Yeah, but I don't. I actually like that whole sequence a lot. All right. That side by side. Oh, thing. yeah. yeah. But that was fun. So, yeah. And there was a lot of dichotomy between that's you know, the whole thing, of them displaying right? these two characters and right. just their different ways of doing things. Um, so, yeah, overall, this movie was you know, exactly what you sign up for. If you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, it's going to be a really tough two hours and 15 minutes. I think I fall firmly somewhere in the middle. So okay. overall, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Mm. Uh, it wasn't life changing. I'm going to completely forget about it, but it was entertaining while I was there until mm-hmm. my butt went numb. Yeah. So shave about a half hour off this movie. Um, so I didn't have to refill my popcorn and my Coke and we'd be good. Yeah, so I am probably close with you there uh, in terms of memorability of this movie. Um, I do not love it, obviously. Uh, don't hate it, though. I thought I thought that I was going to hate this movie. Um, Me too. But the thing that's happened culturally with The Rock and Jason Statham or sort of just like big, strong guys who maybe like 15 years ago would have only been like just testosterone, like hard-headed guys, like no jokes, no none of that. I think there's been like a, a shift where now it's almost more about the jokes than it is like the stereotypical masculinity, which I think works really well because The Rock and Jason Statham are both very funny. Uh, if you have you seen um, oh the Melissa McCarthy movie Spy? Did you see Spy? If no. you haven't seen Spy, watch it. It's a spoof on basically spy movies. Uh, it's a satire, but it's played as it's played straight, which is very fun. And Jason Statham has a pretty big part in that where he's so funny. Um, and I'd never looked at him that way before. I'd always seen him in like. Uh, the like transporter, transporter or yeah. uh, that shock movie, whatever that's called. Um, what was that called? Yeah. If you think of it, let me know. Jolt. Probably surge. Um, these were just Cokes or sodas. Yeah. Just energy drinks. <laughs> um, so I think, I think this movie is at its best when it's those two kind of getting to flex their almost, I mean, pun intended, but their, their comedy muscles as well. Um, there's a few scenes where they're basically just insulting each other and we get to look straight on their faces as they hurl insults at each other, which is very funny. Cause I think a lot of it's ad libbed. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that didn't work for me is basically, like I said earlier, the third act, there's this whole change of scene and we get what feels like another movie to me. Um, it kind of abandons the, the lightness. And even though we're talking about the end of the world, like you said, uh, off air, I think, uh, it doesn't feel like that, really. Yeah, the stakes were high, but they weren't really. Yeah, um, I think Idris Elba in this is great. Um, just yeah, he's he's very convincing as like a Terminator esque uh, guy, which they also make a reference to uh, in this movie, which is very funny. It's like, oh, so we're being chased by the Terminator because mm-hmm. um, that's how they play. Like he's this unstoppable cyborg dude, and we just have to fight him all the time. Great, love it. Um, let's see, but yeah, it's it's just that last the last bit. It's like. Why this felt like a bunch of set pieces that um, they had to string a narrative around because they knew they wanted to have the explosions happen here and then more here and then here and then a helicopter part and then another one. And 
I don't know. It all felt very loose. And I think you could take it. You could take the last hour out of this movie and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot too. That's a lot. Yeah. Maybe 45 minutes, but yeah, that's, you know. that's why I'm saying shave 45 off and call yeah. it a day. One thing. So again, haven't really seen a lot of the fast and furious things, but I know that after Paul Walker died, there was a strong sort of narrative shift into like being about family. They made that movie very much like Vin Diesel and um, who else is in that? Is it just Vin Diesel? Uh, I don't know. Whoever's in it's like family first. That's always important. And then this movie starts to do that randomly. And oh, it seems like, are you talking about the first Fast and the Furious? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I know like uh, Vin Diesel's sister was around okay. and then like uh, Michelle Rodriguez was around. Mm-hmm. Stom's girlfriend. It's like they're a family. Right? Like that's the yeah. whole thing. Like they're a crew. And, and Michelle Rodriguez was in a bunch of the other Fast and the Furious movies. Got it. I don't I haven't seen enough of them to really keep up with the mythology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, this felt like it kind of took a turn for the emotional gut punch sort of thing. Not a gut punch, but like really trying to pull on your strings there. Yeah. And it just didn't work for me at all. Didn't play. Um, and then it kept trying to there's there's actually a point where the movie felt like it shifted because the rock takes off his shirt. Um and I'm not going to spoil it, but like that, there's a whole section. And then when he puts his shirt back on, it's like, okay, we're back to the Fast and Furious kind of stuff. It, gets, it was so silly weird. Again. Um, yeah, it gets way silly. And I think that's great. I think that stuff's awesome. Um, we can talk about the use of special effects here or of slow motion or rain or how many times I need to see somebody get punched in slow motion before it loses its impact. Again, pun intended. The answer is one. Yeah. Like one, same with like they had a couple of things in this movie. They were like, this is very cool. How cool is it? It's so cool. We'll do it a hundred times. Like the bionic scanning of his surroundings happens a ton. Idris Elba, um, the getting punched or hitting like the bad guys getting punched in funny ways happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's fine. I had some good chuckles yeah. and I thought for the most part, this movie was very self-aware mm-hmm. until it wasn't and it got bad and then kind of came back around by the end, but it had done so much damage to me personally that I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I get it. So those are my thoughts. Yep. Do you have any others? I think I'm there, man. I I don't have many thoughts. This movie didn't have many thoughts. Yeah. I was, I I don't have mm, many thoughts on it. I came out of the theater being like, I wonder what we're going to talk about with this one. (laughs) Like, it's cool. That's fun. I'm looking forward to getting into hot and bothered in our next beer and, uh, spoiling this movie for what little we have left of it to spoil. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm good. I don't think there was a, a great deal to dive into, but nah. I mean, honestly, The Rock was great, like because he's The Rock. Yeah, he's a magnanimous presence. He's fun. He's a fun guy. They and were, I would say Jason Statham is fun as yeah, well. Yeah, they were fun together. There were definitely good parts to this movie. There were just a lot of bad. Vanessa Kirby was good. Yeah, uh, I think those four main characters were all pretty good. Yeah. Am I missing anybody? No. like that stood out to you no. at all? Yeah, not really. No. Let's rate this sucker. All right. Uh, five. All right. This is going to be a solid 3.8. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Good. That is the Fast and Furious presents, which we haven't talked about, but can we just take a moment to appreciate how funny that sounds? Yeah. Like they're cultivating this new entertainment for you. Fast and we and present Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Uh, and Thanks. you know, there's another one coming. Yeah. Uh, so that's funny. Anyways, five for me, 3.8 for you. These are out of 10, not out of five. Just to be clear. Uh, when we come back we'll talk about our second beer we'll get into Hot and Bothered and we'll spoil this movie so please do stick around dang it Johnny danger you didn't have the beer out dang it Johnny wait is that what it's called oh wait sorry my mistake it's called dang it Bobby boom call that a segue 
Let's go. All right, Paul Blart. Why would that be Paul Blart? Oh, a segue. Do you know actually how to spell the proper way of using that word? S-C-G-U-E. Have I asked you this before? No. Because nobody knows that except apparently you. And now everybody listening, you're welcome. I'm smarter than you give me credit for No, no. Yes. I would give you all the credit, I would say. (laughs) You did not think I knew how to spell that. Nobody knows how to spell that. Unless, of course, everybody does, and it's just one of those words that I missed. No, um, it came into pop culture, um, you know, resonance through the writing device. Oh. Nobody even knows what that word means. Yeah, but I I would say segue all the time. Yeah. But I, then I tried to write it down. I was like, S-E-G-W-A-Y. Yeah. And then Spellcheck was like, that's, that's supposed to be capitalized. Culture. Yeah. Uh, but no, segue. Segue. Proper. Segue. Anyways, that was a great segue. Was it though? Yes. Okay. It was. Let me have this one. <laughs> All right. Since we get to decide how our segues rate. Yeah. Uh, what are we about to drink? You said there was a beer given to us by, uh, by one Brandon Duran. Yeah. Is this that beer? It is. It's called Dang It, Bobby. It's from Intrinsic Brewing out of Garland, Texas. And he went there and he said, they're a bush, bunch of gosh darn swell guys. They showed him around their brewery. He had a nice time. They took him behind the scenes. So he really fell in love with the place. And he said, you know what? Gosh dang it. Well, golly gee whiz, we got to bring some beer back for these guys. And you know what? He did. It's called Dang It Bobby. It is a hazy IPA, 8.5%. It's dry hopped with Citra AU Summer. And Huel Melon, and it's brewed in collaboration with Turning Point. Yeah. And that's all we know. That's all we know. Other than that it's in our glass. Brandon brought it for us, yep. and he's a swell guy, and uh, we're going to drink it. Yeah, I checked their website to get this information, and when they had, so they had the picture of their beer, they had the ABV, um, and then the types of hops, and then it had a little button to click on for more info, and I clicked it, and it just took me to untapped. <laughs> like, mm. Okay. Users only information, I guess. Yeah. That's a bit of a pet peeve of mine. If you can go to the trouble of like designing a website where you have the information of that beer and your more info button is just crowdsourced information of people drinking your beer, that doesn't help me. No. It's just an echo chamber of the same stuff, pretty much. You hear no go, new information. Go have, it's like linking to a Wikipedia page. Like, you don't know who's writing Yeah, but stuff. even worse, I feel like, I don't know why it feels worse. Like, Wikipedia feels reputable to me, kind of. Mm, ish. Like, I know it's not. At uh, least technically. It's, but, but it's monitored. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, yeah. Have you tasted this yet? I have. Thoughts. Please. Share them. Thoughts everywhere. Turn off Instagram. All right. Um, (laughs) That is what we call a nice pun. Yeah, I was okay. I get my stupid segue in the beginning. You get that. We're both even. And now we can survive. (laughs) Well, now that I'm done drowning in thoughts, this beer is pungently fruity. Like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, Goodness gracious, that's uh, it's like a melon that you dropped in the dirt. That's bright, yeah. There's a lot there. Ooh, that's sweet. Yeah, uh, it's really sweet and it's really earthy. Yeah, I'm into it though. This is actually a really nice, uh, nice um, counter counterpoint to our first beer. Yeah, it's like you played soccer with a cantaloupe in the dirt with bare feet and sure. chopped it up. Yeah, okay. It's got that uh, nice earthiness. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you might think that's an insult, but I'm. I was trying to parse whether or not you meant it as an insult or not. No, that's actually a good thing. It's the feet thing that threw me. Like rolling a melon in dirt. I'm like, all right, I understand what that means, but it's the feet. Like I can't well, you ever don't eat the rind. Well, then, oh, that's true. But I still, if somebody's like rolling my cantaloupe along with their dirty open, what do you call open feet? Um, bear. Bear? Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> Why couldn't you think of bear feet? I don't know. With open with feet. With open arms, arms and feet wide open. <laughs> with feet wide open. Yeah, universal body language of love. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's how Max does his mating call, is he just opens his just, feet wide. Me. I'm available. Feet wide open. <laughs> <clears throat> you know what's funny is that based on the weird like one to two sentence tangents we've had today, people might think that we're drinking a ton. <laughs> I think this is what happens when we're not drinking a lot. That's scary. Just like that we just get I feel like I can't focus as much, which I think is problematic. I kind of feel the same. But a it's fine. Yeah. The point is, yeah. I like Dang It Bobby quite a bit. It's really good. It's different. It's very unique in its pungent fruitiness. And then it's really counterbalanced by that earthy, hoppy finish. This is a really extreme beer. It yes. goes from one extreme to the other in your mouth. Uh, and then it finishes dry with like a little bit of a hop residue. Um, overall, it's really pretty good. Yeah, I want to double back so we don't seem dumb on the record. I didn't know this when you said it either, but AU Summer, that stood for Australia Summer. That's a type of hop. I wanted to clear that up. So Citrus, Australia Summer, and Huel Melon, which I'm probably saying wrong. But it's hmm. good. Yeah, if those Huel, Huel, yeah, I don't know. that melon hop uh-huh. is supposed to add melon flavor, it's uh-huh. doing the job. Yeah. Because you get some cantaloupe, a little bit of honeydew. Definitely get the Citra. I don't know what AU Summer hops are, but... Um, Usually Australian hops add a lot of earthiness. Just to be clear, the AU stands for Australia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you usually get a lot of earthiness from hops like that. Is that real? Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to look up a little bit here. The I wonder if it had pronunciation. I'll just say I'm gonna what do you think? Huel? Huel? Huel. Huel. We'll say Huel. Huel. Uh it's a German hop. Uh it's used for aroma most of the time. Unique but mellow fruit character makes it a good choice for styles where overpowering hot flavor may not be warranted. Uh, it melds well with the yeast character of Hefeweizen and Belgian ales, which might explain that those are the uh, the two that they list here as being the most uh, naturally compatible, which might sort of explain some of the uniqueness that we're getting with this. It's an interesting pairing, I think. I said honeydew, and it says honeydew up there. Oh, yeah. Just okay. Want to point out my okay. own Fair. amazingness. That's great. Yeah, they're going to get mild and moderate with vivid impressions of summer melon, especially honeydew, and a ripe strawberry bouquet. I could see that. Yeah, more of like a berry kind of thing. That's what I should have zoomed in from the get. Yeah, it adds a lot, man. This yeah. hop's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm into it as well. Good work, Quite. Brandon Duran. Yeah. Thank you Thanks, for bringing Brandon. this back. That's really cool, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, now that I'm looking, actually, I might have we might have just been reading the the German melon and there might just be a normal one uh so nope it's the same thing okay good yep just to be clear there's so many different hop names out there yeah and like sometimes they're only they haven't been sort yeah. of turned into a friendly phrase there's like numbers and yeah. a couple letters it's like how do you remember all this or what if there's a, a german version and an american version right, exactly you don't know what if there's a pop-up ad that ruins the flow of the podcast <laughs> we just have to turn off that oh my browser. god yep so anyways i like this beer a lot i would like to go there someday uh I I've been interested in going to Texas for a while, so oh uh, really? You never been to Texas? No. All right. There, I would like to. He went to Austin specifically. Okay. And I would like to go visit Austin. I've heard it's a very nice place. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. So I would like to get out there for the what is it? Austin City Limits. Uh, the, South by Southwest. Or South one? by Southwest. Yeah. Austin City Limits is a TV show. Is it? You idiot! I wouldn't have known. <sighs> yeah. I'm stupid. No, South by Southwest. Yeah, it's like a mecca of film and, yeah, and it's, music, it's just culture and, and yeah. culture, yep. and probably food. Well, and a lot of like movies premiere there. Totally. A lot of bands drop albums mm-hmm. there. So like, 
I would uh, love to go to Austin. That'd be fun. I think everyone that lives there hates South by Southwest. Yeah, it's like it's like um, Sundance yeah. in Utah, or any pretty much any festival that comes in is like your town is ours now. Yeah, uh, but then like you moved there, that's where you live. You know that that's what that place is famous for. So shut up. I would rather live somewhere that has like an arts festival where I could go watch like screenings of movies mm-hmm. and like see bands play and like yeah mingle with totally. Cool people. Why would you, yeah, there I, reminds me of this documentary I watched about Bill Murray. Um, oh yeah, and he was at South by Southwest. Of course he was. And he went to a bar just to hang out. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody in the bar. Yep. Made friends with the bartender. Ended up at their house party. Got one of the bands from South by Southwest to come to the house party and play. Yep. yep. And then Bill Murray got the cops that showed up to shut him down to come in and drink beers with them. That's so crazy. Because he's Bill fucking Murray. I my sister sent me a picture one time because Bill Murray is sort of like at this point famous for just doing everything. He'll just yeah. show up. Uh, in random places. And my sister sent a photo of Bill Murray to me on her college campus. Just one day on a private, it was a private uh, school that she went to. And like, as far as I am from that door, she just took a picture of Bill Murray. Yeah. Just like walking around. Yeah. He'll like crash house parties in, Legend. New, in New York yeah. and like do the dishes. That's so weird and so cool. Yeah. Like in that documentary, I think it's on Netflix. I should pimp it out. Um, we'll look that up. But it's... Uh, it was a house party, and they took a video of, like, everybody's raging and drinking, and Bill Murray's in the kitchen doing their dishes. That's so cool. And he, like, ordered pizza. How like, are you, How are you? if you're at that party, how are you not just watching Bill Murray do the dishes? I'd be drying for him, man. I'd be like, give me that. I got a towel. Let's do some dishes, Bill Murray. Right. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, is that the documentary? Uh, Bill Murray's story is life lessons learned from a mythical man. Yes, it is. Okay, that's a long name. It's almost as long as the Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, the Bill Murray stories. Uh, it's really cool, and it starts off with him. Um, how to find this him. could have been a flick pick. Ish, we should. Yeah, or I guess I mean I didn't know it'd be relevant that I watched yeah, this, but it's right. relevant now, dog. Dude, documentaries are some of my favorite flick picks. I think I did one last week. I'm not positive right now. I don't remember yeah. yesterday. So I believe you if you did one last week. I think I did. Oh, we did the great hack. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. The cool thing about this. Go. Uh, Bill Murray doesn't do auditions or anything anymore. Right. He has a 1-800 number that's impossible to get the number. Is that real? And you have I'll to just, call. Yeah. And if you leave a message with some cool enough shit, he'll call you back. That's, of course. And what? that's how yeah. he books roles in movies. And that's also how people get him to come to things. And they, like, yeah, yeah. That, that was like actually in the documentary, not somebody that heard a rumor about oh, Bill part Murray. of the documentary is the dude calling, trying to get an interview really? with Bill Murray. It's fucking amazing. Did he end up getting it? Can't tell you, uh, you have to watch the documentary right. to see, but it's fascinating because he interviews a bunch of people that Bill Murray has showed up to their houses yeah. and like stuff. So it's, it's a really fun time. And that makes me want to go to South by Southwest, which makes me want to go to Texas, which makes me want to go to Intrinsic Brewing. Segway. Segway. Rock. Okay. Love it. This beer is really good. Yeah. I would love to check out this brewery. Uh, Brandon said it's a very small family owned operation and they were super friendly. And he said everyone in, in Texas was remarkably hospitable. It's a Southern thing. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, that's the way it was in Nashville. Like, yeah. Like sweet little black ladies hugged me in restaurants. Yes. And I was like, I love you. People, like, uh, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. People are, people can be very nice, it seems. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, for parts of, I, cause I drove through Texas and Alabama and Arkansas. And I think that uh, looking the way that I do helped quite a bit yeah. for some of those uh, people. The, the, the tone of uh, the, the shade. Yeah. yeah. I think if I were uh, maybe a different skin tone, that my experience would have been pretty different. I think parts that's of that. Safe to say in yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, it's cool, man. People are really nice there. Like yeah. I can't tell you how many random strangers I met that were just super sweet in Nashville. And like even the people that you could tell that were grizzled and just mm-hmm. haggard, beaten down by working in the service industry and like yeah. tourism, yep. they were still so nice. That's great. So yeah, we should get out to Austin one of these days. Down. I wonder how far uh, um, I'm, 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 is it Garland? Yeah, Garland is from Austin. Do you have any idea? He said not far. It was a short drive. Yeah, they didn't branch out terribly far from where they were. All right, that's good. Now, yeah, it's a okay. Well, about three. I think it was on the way hours. to the airport or something. Okay, like gotcha. That. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Garland is right along the. I think that's the ten. Because I think I no, I didn't drive through Fort Worth. I drove through Fort some other thing. A lot of forts in Texas. Well, there were a lot of forts there originally. Right, and they were like, we'll just keep them. Why, why invent something new? Yeah. All right, let's get to know. So yeah, three and a half hours, roughly, from uh, north of Austin is Garland, which is where Intrinsic Brewing is. Beautiful. Okay. And they flew out of Dallas, or into Dallas, so I wonder if they drove through Garland on the way to Austin, because isn't Dallas north of... Uh, Texas is so big. I don't know where anything is in Texas. Yeah. See, Dallas, Go zoom in on Garland. Dallas is right oh, there. Oh, sure. So they just hit a couple breweries around Dallas and then went south to Austin. Yeah. So I, Dallas is huge, if you don't know. It's really big. Yeah. Like, it, if, if I didn't know if these things weren't there and these giant lakes weren't here, I would be like, this looks sort of like an L.A. sort of layout. Yeah. Like, you have kind of the main metropolis, which is a very cool, like, obviously centrally located thing. Yeah. And you have all these major highways that branch out into suburbs. That's got, I wonder how many people are in Dallas. It doesn't matter. I flew into Dallas one time. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. All right. Had some Whataburger and then left. Why do I know that? I don't know. It's a burger chain that's like South exclusive. Whataburger. Maybe I went to him. Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, okay. It's fine. It's like a Five Guys kind of thing? Kind of. Yeah. It's Five Guys meets Burger King meets In-N-Out. Oh, it's, it's like a fast food? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, that sounds right. It's fine. We should rate Dang It Bobby. Yeah, we should. Okay. I, and it earns points just for the reference and like- Sure. Um, owning your Texas Texasality. Yeah. 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 I just made up that word. I, I like hope, it. I was I trying hope, to think of a better one, but I think that's it. I hope the state of Texas adopts that. Yeah. You listen in Texas? Yeah. Your Texasality. Yeah. Uh, I like this beer. I like the show that this beer was named in homage to. In case to. people don't know, maybe tell them. King of the Hill. Sure. Yeah. Hank Hill's son is named Bobby, and he's always saying, dang it, Bobby. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Yep. I like this beer more than initially I thought I would. Oh. It's kind of growing on me because okay. at first it, it's a real punch in the face. See, I'm at, okay. Continue, um, but I like it more than initially. Uh, it's it's a nice balance. It's a really interesting dichotomy between sweet and hoppy, and and robust and drinkable and hazy and juicy but bitter. Uh, it's it's an interesting beer to follow up the Cannibalist with for sure. Yeah, it's kind of could. Excuse me, confusing, but yeah, uh, I like it. What do you think? I've gone the other direction, actually. I like it a little bit less than when we started. I think part of that is it warming up a little bit. You do get some more of that sweetness coming through, um, which is not objectively bad or anything. It just, I think that maybe it's the, the hops that we talked about, but it's just a little bit too sweet. Um, and also maybe it's coming off of that can of bliss. Maybe I was sort of preconditioned for hoppiness and bitiness tonight yeah and, and if i tried it tomorrow i conditioned you for bitterness sure my <laughs> work here is done i quit uh but i really you know i like it it's a it's a really good beer and and then these fun stories that have come out of just drinking it affect me i'm sure totally this is a seven three for me okay it's a seven flat for me beautiful yeah, yeah. i wonder where, where do you think you started on it uh i started at like five six five seven yeah, okay. and it worked its way up yeah okay so yeah i'm into it 
Love it. Well, that was Dang It, Bobby by Intrinsic Brewing uh, featuring help by Vantage Point. Damn nope. it. We didn't turning. It. Turning, turning Point? Yeah, Turning Point. Um, that's all you if you want it, unless you want to split it evenly because there's some left in that can. It's up to you. you. Well, I've already poured, like, I think I've topped myself off twice. Well, then, yeah, give it here, Yeah, bro. take it. Um, so we're going to move into Hot and Bothered, and I'm going to go first because mine is bothered. Do it. Um, I think it was last week we talked about on this show how for Johnny's birthday I brought him a four-pack of a beer from Great Notion, one of his favorites out of Portland that make one of his favorite beers called Double Stack. They didn't have Double Stack, so I brought him Cake Party. I got other beers from Great Notion. And um, while we did do one of their beers on last, was it last week's episode at this point? Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. No, that was the, yeah. That was I think it was. Um, we tagged people. We tagged breweries in our stories sometimes. And we, you know, when we post stuff on social media, we'll tag them there to be like, hey, we had thoughts on your beer. We don't usually do that, by the way, if they're bad. We don't want that kind of attention. We don't want the heat. Um, so reached out and was like, here's stuff. We tagged your beer in this look. They liked it. That was very nice. And then I was like, Hey, on my own personal account, cause they don't know. It's like, Hey, you should share this great notion. Nothing. And then we tagged him in the story again, nothing. So I'm already a little bitter at great notion bitter. Uh, I guess secondly, because first off I got a couple of their beers and they were very, very sediment heavy, very just like, you know, like when you get a hazy beer and it's just like all, uh, unfiltered garbage at the bottom of the can. I had that. And, then we did this, and then I drank a couple more of those beers a few days later, let them sit for a couple days, empty the cans, and I'm going to show you a picture, Johnny, and then we can argue about whether or not we want to put this on Twitter. It's already on Twitter. Go look on our Twitter, because that's the end of the story. Um, here's what I found in the bottom of the can. I was going to go crush the cans, and something was rattling around. Um, and it, how would you just, what does that look like to you? It looks like bones. Like little chips, right? Like little, yeah. like, or like, um, like, uh, like wheat husks or something. Yeah. So they were really hard. Um, like, I don't know how to describe them. They look like almost like little wax bits. Yeah. Um, so what I did, what I assumed it was, was that sediment that I had discovered. Um, so then I did a little time lapse here, which you can also find on our Twitter at Fresh Hop Cinema, added some water. And if you play that now, you can see what happened. Um, oh, they're dissolving. It, right. So it kind of turned back into hoppy haze stuff, I guess. So then I tagged them on Twitter. I posted that video and a couple of pictures like, hey, guys, me again. <laughs> I didn't say that. I should have. Um, like I found this in the bottom of a couple of these cans. Uh, kind of grossed me out. Could you tell me what is going on here? Nothing. It's been a few days. So now I want to call like the beer police. I want to put Great Notion on blast. I hate Great Notion is what I'm saying. That's aggressive. I know. Sir. I don't actually hate them. But I do think like we've reached out on multiple social media platforms about at one point, just a nice friendly, Hey, we liked your beer. And now for like a product control, like have somebody reach out and be like, sorry, weird batch. Or like explain to me what that is. Yeah. That just seems like one-on-one customer relations. Yeah. Flip yes, that. It does. But yes, I don't know. So that was my bother this week. It really kind of rubbed me the wrong way that a brewery that I felt I've put a lot of effort into uh, over the past couple of weeks is just not giving us the time of day. That's fair. And maybe that makes us entitled or me entitled, but fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, man? Hot got, or bothered? I've got two things that are making me hot. I love it. The first is simple and sweet and much appreciated. Uh, I was given a gift by my wife of a vinyl record from the band Clutch. 
She is trying to get more into their music because we're going to see them because our favorite, one of our favorite bands, Red Fang, is opening for them, as I've mentioned a few times, in band. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, she bought me the vinyl and gave it to me as a gift so we could listen to it and uh, she can get introduced to their music more. So we're kind of like bonding over that. And it was a really cool Love gesture. It. So big shout out to her for yeah. being a super kick How do you spell person. clutch? Is it with a K? Clutch, C-L-U-T-H, okay. just like in a car. Sure. Yeah. Uh, my second hot is actually a book that I read this week. Wow. Okay. I know. It's surprising. Not just that. I mean, like you're, <laughs> that's like a, two different types of media. And you watch the documentary and you watch this movie. It's like a lot of yeah, a lot of content. I don't man. feel bad about not having a flick pick now. You had a flick pick. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like technically But speaking. like not being ready. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? Yeah. No, I read a book that's been recommended me to me by a few people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen it on Audible recommended quite a bit. And it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, I've seen that around as well. Yep. Uh, by Mark Manson, uh, and it's any relation to Charlie? No, cool or Marilyn? Just, okay, no. Uh, and I'll read you the description a little bit here. Uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck is a counterintuitive approach to living a good life, uh, and that is less complicated. So yeah, it's not quite a self help book. It's not woo woo. It's very th- um, intelligently mm-hmm. written. You know, he's got very interesting and well thought out things to say, and it's written in a very palatable and understandable way. It's not overly intellectualized. Yeah. A lot of books that sometimes have really interesting things to say sometimes come off as like reading a textbook. Yep. Uh, this was written to an everyman, a very layperson's approach to some very complex life issues. It touches on life, death, finance, relationships, careers, retirement. Just a little bit of everything in this book. And it was a, a really interesting read. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of inspirational, but not in any like specific way. Uh, the whole crux of the book is just reprioritizing yeah. where you give your fucks. Sure. The whole idea is that you have a, a, a fi- limited amount, a finite amount of fucks. <laughs> and the problem with society yeah. right now is that too many people give too many fucks about too many things. That's what the book is saying. That's sort of the. Yeah. Okay. So it's an interesting premise and it just, I mean, it has a lot to do with personal accountability and responsibility and, and all kinds of interesting things. So it was a a thought provoking and interesting read and I've had some interesting conversations about it and because of it. And it's, it's led me on some interesting thought patterns about the priorities that I have in my life and, you know, sometimes cutting out, giving less of a fuck where you need to. Yeah. And I think that's important. I think it's it's exponentially more dangerous nowadays because of like social media is a great great example. And he talks about that too. Yeah. You're just inundated constantly with everything wrong in the world. Yeah. Or right, but also wrong. Yeah. Um there's too much. You can't like I don't think our brains are made to deal with that much. Dude, I agree so much. It's I, yeah. It'll, it'll hurt your head. Right. I don't have a uh an actual medical scientific source for this, but I read something that said people with higher IQs tend to be more depressed or tend to be diagnosed with depression more often, Mm -hmm. which is kind of backwards. I think because it's just like this willingness to look around and be like, Oh, that's fucked up. So is that, and that, and that, and that, and that here's medicine. It's like, I don't need the med. I'm just looking at the thing that is bad and I'm feeling bad about it. It's a lot less easier. The way to react to something healthily. Yeah. But instead people are like, no, 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 you need here eat these things. Right. It's a lot. I don't know if that's right. It's a lot easier to be to be dumb and ignorant and not notice things and just yeah. skate through. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like Ugh. if you're fully happy, you're not full. Like you're not. Yeah. You're not fully aware. No. You know what I mean? So that's a. I think he talks about that. Too. Unless yeah, unless you learn to not give a fuck, which I don't think in general is. Like there's like tears of importance. Like well, yeah, the world's ending. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well. Like, the book's a lot more complex than the title, sure. which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. It's like, not just one sentence. It'll exactly. open it up like, there's one page in this book. Yeah. There's yeah. one page with one just sentence. Just stop giving a fuck. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, it's not about not giving a fuck about anything. Yeah. It's about analyzing critically for yourself the things mm. that you do give a fuck about. Yeah. And that's important. And it's yep. it's really important. And a lot of people are, are hung up on too many things. So... I would highly recommend this book for everyone to read. I consumed it uh, through my ears with mm-hmm. Audible because mm-hmm. uh, I drive so much. But it's a, like a five-hour book, so it's like a oh, full nice. full novel. That's you know? a day. But yeah, it's it's a if, day. Yeah, I consumed it over like two days of driving. Yeah, which I, was just, is, I mean, even in a book form, I think it's probably like uh, like 150 pages, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. But it's yeah, not a very long I'm gonna, book. I'm gonna buy a physical copy of it to have around. Yeah, I know the wife wants to read it. Um, I think it's worth a read. I think okay. he's got good points. I wouldn't say it's something you need to like live your life by, but anything that helps you open your mind and examine the world around you mm-hmm. with a more critical eye and examine yeah. yourself and your own patterns of behavior, I think uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Totally. So, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Ronson. Nice. Manson. Yeah, there you go. This makes me happy for two reasons. One, great recommendation. Two, I'm going to write in the description of this episode, it was our most explicit episode ever. And there people are going to be very confused yeah, right? when they get to this. And we're having a very normal conversation just saying the word fuck uh, yeah. in a particular context. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with it. It was excellent. Yeah. Okay, good. I think you might enjoy it. So speaking of uh, excellence, yeah. I'd like to talk about the opposite of that. Speaking of not giving a fuck, <laughs> I will talk back to you. So we're going to get back into uh, the Fast and Furious, or it's not even the, I think it's just the official name of this is Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. We're going to get back into that. Is that my pen or yours? Yeah, why'd you give it back? I thought you were asking for Flip it. Flip it over. Oh, yeah, you put an LOL. Why did you write that? Next spoilers. spoilers. Okay, I get yeah. it. <laughs> there are some spoilers here. I, I'm going to push back against that. You're right. Everybody died at the end. It no. was really crazy oh, when just, The Rock got his head chopped off. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about gore. Let's talk about a PG-13 movie. Yes. That, for the amount of violence, probably should have been R-rated. Yeah, one of the... Yeah, uh, things that bothered me about this maybe the most was the lack of damage and blood. There's bullets flying yeah. everywhere. Is, now is that like a is that a personal taste thing or is that like a physics thing or like both? I don't know. Well, this this movie's already not grounded in reality so hard that like to have that missing yes is really like you're asking me to suspend not only disbelief yeah. but uh, reality. Yes. Like, I don't want to watch this movie in a state of suspended reality. Yeah. Like, it is kind of. Yeah, I mean, I want to, here's here's the thing. I think in addition to having a finite amount of fucks, you have a finite amount of how much you can suspend it. Yeah. And if I'm going to watch The Rock, like I said, like, curl a helicopter in with his hands, or like somebody, like, if he can if he can grab somebody off a motorcycle going the opposite direction at like 80 miles an hour and hold them, Yeah. <laughs> fine. That's the kind of shit I want to suspend my disbelief for. Yeah. But like the stuff you're saying, if there's bullets, I want to see them shoot somebody. If I get a flashback with these two siblings that are maybe two years apart, I don't want them to be 20 years apart when they're older. Yeah. Like what happened there? Somebody just said, we don't care. Yeah. Maybe they read the same book you did. Like, I don't give a fuck either. This is what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is a, yeah. I agree though. There's not enough uh, gore for what there should have been. Not even gore. Uh, when you get to the Samoa stuff. Yeah. 
there should be some, some brutal like. But I don't even think the movie needed this most stuff. So no, who I don't either. Complain? But like, it almost was a level of stormtrooper ridiculousness. Yes, where they're just shooting uh, like, yeah, just which is crazy because when you get in, we need to find out the name of that company. But until we Etrion, Etrion, something like that, Letrion, whatever the futuristic place that Idris Elba was from, uh, like they're always training. Like there's gun ranges everywhere. And there's always people shooting. And then the moment that they need to be good with their guns, they can't hit anything. Yeah. There was one point where, um, where, what is her name again? Hattie. I think it's Hattie, uh, Vanessa Kirby's character. Yes. Hattie Shaw. She's like running on top of these cargo crates, these big storage crates. And it, there's a few shots where like there's like 20 or 30 people shooting automatic rifles at her. Mm-hmm. And they were smart enough not to show that for too long, but it did come through a little bit. It's like, all right, fine. Fine. And again, like I'm willing to do that a little bit, but when somebody does get shot or hit with a giant club, like they're not just going to fall over. That's not what happens. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. It bummed me out, man. Like you should have a bloody nose or be grazed by a bullet. Yeah. You know? And not only that, I'm not talking about just the damage directed at our two, two main characters. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the damage that they put out. I'm mostly talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, like they leave a trail of death and destruction Just, in our in their wake yeah. that is magnanimous and biblical in its proportion. There were yeah, there were so many dead henchmen in this movie. Like at one point, there was literally a pile of them. That was so like that scene was funny to me. Coming back to stuff that we liked. that was like some Three Stooges shit, bro. Where they're just like, yeah, we're but just fine. It's it, I mean, funny. It was like, funny. There's yeah. a place for slapstick humor. I think. Exactly, especially in a movie that is self aware. Which at that point in the movie, this by my measure still was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that just, like you said, there's levels to suspension here, and that just really went way above and beyond. Yeah. And the whole third act of this movie was it's, so ridiculous. It felt so out of place, too. Like, you ever play? Well, you have. I know you have. It's uh, Far Cry. Yeah. Those games where you're basically like this uh, city dweller that ends up on an island yeah. and then needs to kind of like learn the ways of the islanders and sort of use their weapons and fight. Like, that felt like this. And also Hang Glide. Oh, and Hang Glide for a sure. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um, and fight bears. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. That scare you. Yep. Um, yeah. So like, well, we're jumping all over the place here, I guess, but that's I, fine. I want to say that I really did like a lot of the, um, for lack of a better term, and maybe this is the best term, like par- parallelism, I think is the way to say it from that opening shot. You get sort of duality. Um, I'm actually saying instead of like against, like I'm saying flowing mm. in the same way where duality feels more like mm. against each other. Um, but like the oh, their morning ritual thing. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Very funny. The Rock's just like chugging raw eggs. It was so gross. What, I kind of think he just did that, though. I feel like that's definitely what he does. It might be. Um, but then Jason Statham is more of like the sleek spy and whatever. And then you see kind of these two battles that they have uh, with people they have to track down. Uh, that kind of stuff works great. Then you get the door thing that happens later. Where they can see each other. There's lots of these moments throughout um, this movie where it's like, the two ways these guys do things differently. And then, oh, no, they're so different. They can never get along. What if we make the whole crux of the movie the fact they have to learn to get along? Yeah. That, that, that yeah. That was shoved on our throats. It was so hard. Yeah. I'm still a little raspy. I think at one point, yeah, the line was like, oh, if we work together, we can defeat him. It's like, yeah, dudes. These are things that actors said out loud on screen. Yeah. That's an actual thing that someone fucking said. Yeah, it felt like it felt at that point like a like a maybe a children's movie sort yeah. of like trying to teach the kids yeah. a moral lesson. This went to like Dr. Seuss level writing. Yeah, I like Dr. Seuss. 
Well, it's a lot of insight. Worse there. than that, they didn't even rhyme. Sure. <laughs> we worked together, do good. We hurt him bad. Yeah, I don't. So like that was the whole thing. So they they that was their relationship, right? They they yeah. don't like each other. They refuse to work together because they each think they're better on their own. And then the crux to defeating Idris Elba's character is to, like, I guess, punch one of them, punch him, so he can only see that one punch. I don't know why, like, his normal human fighting skills suck. Like, if it were me, I'd be like, oh, there's another guy over here, so maybe I'll just, like, not focus on this one. Right. But that was the thing. Like, I'll distract him, and I'll get punched in the face in slow motion with a lightning bolt cracking in the background every time. And then you punch him once, and we'll do a wrestling move and break his back. And there's so much rain. Some and out of which is fine. That's in line with sort of the tropics. But did you notice that there was only rain when they were getting punched? When they had to do a monologue, their faces were not being touched by rain. I did at not notice all. that, but I do believe you. Oh yeah, it was like oh, I'm covered in rain. I'm getting right. punched in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Dialogue. Someone ordered number. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, Idris Elba got pretty uh, like classic villainy at the end, like. If you guys could only see the vision of the future, you would understand. Yeah. Well, this is for the greater good. You got a little mustache twirly. Yeah. But again, like I liked him in this role. I just, there wasn't a lot to that role necessarily. At first there might've been, cause you're like, okay, people are going to destroy themselves. That's probably true. So yeah, maybe we need a cure. And then like, can you think of any other villains that have decided to save humanity by killing some of them in recent history? Oh, you mean like all of them? Sure. Like all of them. Yeah. Like Thanos. Yeah, that's the one that comes to mind yeah. for me as well. Like, like no, you're like not, all of them. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a good chance that we're going to burn out because we use up all of our resources or we kill each other or whatever it is. But then it's like this moral debate about what actions to take. So, so for a minute there, he's compelling. But then it becomes more like he's just this robot that we're fighting on an island for fun. In a loincloth? To throw in this like family arc, which ties back into like, yeah, the Fast and Furious thing that I was trying to get at. They try to make family and brotherhood out of nowhere, like the main focal point of this movie. And it was just so weird. I love your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Hug that it whole out. thing too. Yeah. Hug it out and cry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't right. know. We've ripped this apart enough. Dude. That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm calling it into this right now. Uh, okay. Um, final thoughts then for me, not on this movie. Um on everything is that we have that event coming up. If you're on Patreon um, or you're in our Facebook group, because you're on Patreon, I have posted stuff there. Please let us know if you're not going to be able to make it. It affects what we get for the event. If you'd like to know more about that, join us on Patreon. Five bucks a month will get you all sorts of stuff, guys. It's all sorts gonna of stuff. going to be lit. Um, and you can do that at patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. Um, you can reach out to us on social media at fresh hop cinema. You can check out our website, which will be updated soon. Probably. Uh, freshhopcinema.com. Um, do you have any final thoughts? No, other than we should preview the movie next week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you know off the top of your head? Nope. Oh, well, let's find out. That's, that is on our website. <laughs> we are going to preview. That's a yeah. good idea. Yeah, we should. We talked about doing this. That's why we have a schedule on the yes, website. Yes, you're absolutely right. And we totally know what we're doing. We're just teasing you So guys. let me look up freshhopcinema.com, and we're going to pretend like we're you. You don't know what we're watching, so you're going to type in freshhopcinema.com. Whoa, homepage. Oh, whoa. Let me scroll wow. down First a little bit. First of all, bit. what you notice is what a cool, what a cool design that is. That's a nice-looking website. Font. Uh, oh, I'm going to scroll past the latest episode button because you've already heard it because you're a fan. Um, oh, Oh, I'm not excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So when I was a kid, I remember there was a book called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Mm -hmm. And it was a little anthology of short stories, basically, that are like... Terrifying. Yeah. In my brain, I was like, if this were ever visualized, it would be... No, we could do it. 
it's too scary and it's too out there and gross, like spiders coming out of people's faces. Mm-hmm. Yet here we are. Here we are. And they're going to make that movie and they have made it and it's going to be out in theaters this weekend. Uh, and we are going to put out an episode on it on August 13th and we're going to be doing some beers. I'm going to say to accompany that movie, we'll find some themes after we see the movie to bring beers into it. Yeah. Yeah. Some beer with a spider on it. Or Possibly. a ghost or a yeah. ghoul. Something go to, scary. What's the uh, one we do with The Shining? What was that brewery? Clown Shoes? Yeah. I feel like they'd have something. Like right some up the surly. Get some darkness or yeah. something. Yeah. I might be able to have one of those. I might be able to have one of those. Right. <laughs> so if you want to be up to date with us, go see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark when it comes out, uh, I think, this weekend. Yeah. For when you're hearing this. When this drops, it'll be out like Thursday or Friday. Yep. Uh, that's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. We'll see you next week for another beer, movie, and... Just fun, love, and good time. And once again, this episode wouldn't be possible without Bailey Minardi. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.